Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Greg Moore. Greg, are you ready to do this? Yes, I am, George. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, excited to have you on. Greg is a franchise consultant with Franchise Maven. He's helping people find the secure financial future that they want. Greg, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Thank you, George. Well, I live out here in the, kind of the middle of nowhere in uh, Lake Keene, Missouri. And I do. I ended up doing this kind of work, being a franchise consultant, because I do like living out in the woods. Uh, so it's very easy for to do this from the comfort of your own home, uh, from a computer. And I talk with many different people from all across the nation. And actually, I actually work all across the world. I've always liked helping people. I did a lot of that when I was an engineer. I did a lot of training of others. And I got into my uh, my own franchise a while back and was helping many business people. But I really wanted to help a lot of other people uh, do the things I do, do what I want, uh, when I want. And I found that having a business of your own really gives you that freedom to do that. Well, that's why I got into this business, George. Nice. What kind of an engineer were you? Electrical engineer, microelectronic circuits with Motorola semiconductor and Freescale semiconductor. Got it. Perfect. And then you got into your own franchise, and what 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 was that, or what industry niche? So that was telecommunications consulting on that one. So after a while climbing the corporate ladder, I did I'd had enough. Uh, wanted to get my own business. Didn't have the latest greatest idea of doing things. Uh, so I got into telecommunications consulting, and I help businesses find the best communications for telephones, video. All those things, I found them the, usually I'd come up with like three different ideas for them to either keep the same system they had and save money or improve the system they had and save money on that. So I gave them a few different ideas. And that great business, loved it. Nice, I appreciate that. So working as an electrical engineer at big companies like Motorola and Freescale, I mean, there's a... Uh, obviously a very unique skill set and a lot of hard work and and intelligence that go along with that. Different, though, than being an entrepreneur. Oh, George, that was like, yeah, like night and day. So <laughs> just going from being an engineer where I just said, you know, here's the data. Let's make a decision on this data. Let's make a decision on this data today because we've got to be, you know, change things around and get things moving. So now you're going into a field where, you're now a business person. You're, and in my case, I was helping other business people uh, make decisions so I could show them the data. But what I really had to do there was learn a lot of uh, patience and kind of looking at their point of view and seeing what they're looking at. Uh, patience, but persistence on that to get to show them not only the data, but get them to feel good about not only myself and me helping them, uh, but the data itself also shows that they can improve themselves. So it was it was really different. Um, read a lot of Zig Ziglar's books. Uh, Zig was a really great one. You know, sales is do something is something you do with somebody, not to somebody. So I really had to take that mindset of engineering, and here's the data. Let's make a decision right now, to where now I'm working with somebody, kind of getting them over to my side, showing them, going through the process and stuff. So it was 
of quite a bit of a learning process to go through there and do that. Yeah, for sure. So is it common for folks to, you know, I, I don't know how long you were with Motorola and, and Freescale. Let's assume that, that, that it, 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 it was a whole career, right? And you probably, um, is, is it common for somebody to, to do what you did and then to say, okay, now I am interested in, in doing my own thing of having financial freedom and time freedom and all these things. How do I make that leap to entrepreneurship? You know, I was with them for 15 years. So yeah, 15 years with uh, in the semiconductor industry. Uh, before that, the other career was 17 years as a restaurant manager. Mm. And it's actually, I get quite a few people who get to that point in time who have been with the company climbing the corporate ladder 10, 15, 20 years, sometimes 30 years, and they get to that point where they say, I need something different. So either they're looking at the fact that they're not going to have enough money for retirement and they just, they still like their job. They want to stay there, but they're not quite going to get to where they want to be. So they need something passive or semi-passive that they can do in conjunction with working. Some people that I get, I have to, once they get to that time period, they just want to step away from corporate world altogether. I just said, you know, I've run businesses within businesses. I've made other people money my entire life. It is time for me to get out of this and do something for myself where every bit of effort I put into it is now coming back to me. Got it. Well, I think oh. that, that makes sense. Quite, uh, quite often. Yeah. So the the options are are, are are vast. You could just start your own thing. Your your thoughts on why franchising over me just starting my own thing? Both great ideas. It really depends on the per- person that we're working with. So franchising is not for everybody. Each one of those franchises started their own thing. Each one of those people had something in mind that they wanted to do. They started it on their own. They built it up. They became a franchise. You want to do that? That's fine. Go for that. We'll actually help you turn it into a franchise. We do that as well. So the real question, though, what you're asking there, George, was why go with a franchise instead of trying to do my own thing? So when people want to go with the, go with the franchise because they don't necessarily have that idea, like I didn't have that great idea. They've never been in business necessarily by themselves before, and they want somebody there that's going to help them out. They want a proven process and a proven method that they can follow to success. They want my people when they're looking at a franchise, what they really want is they really want to talk to a lot of those franchisees and a lot of those businesses before that have already done it so they can find out from the franchisees, especially, you know, how was the franchise to get you going? Because that's the biggest fear is, you know, you build it and they won't come is the biggest fear on that one. So, you know, they're going to put their hard earned money into it. And nothing's going to happen. Uh, so people get into franchise because they want a partner in their success. They want a proven business model that they, they can fall back on. And they want it to be shown that other people have been successful in that business before as well. Yeah, that certainly does make sense. And while there are no guarantees in life, Greg, obviously, uh, being able to see that, okay, these folks have, ha- have, have certainly done it and it's a repeatable process or a recipe or a, a, a roadmap, however you want to look at that. If I do these things, this is the result I'm probably going to get. Very true. And if you're looking at probabilities and statistics like I do as an engineer, 
then if you go into what they call their franchise disclosure documents, because a lot of people will ask me, well, what is the success rate on a particular franchise? Well, in their franchise disclosure documents, and I'll go through that with people once we get to that point, how to look through the franchise disclosure documents. But in there is a list of franchisees who are currently running the business and a list of franchisees who started the business and are no longer running the business. Mm. So it's pretty simple math to do, put that together and to see what kind of a success rate that particular franchise has. And we really want to look for like 85, 90% or better on those. It really makes people feel a lot more comfortable. Yeah, certainly. That's a 85, 90% success rate is, is, is excellent. So uh, of that, and obviously it's always going to be relative and depend, but commonly, why do people not, why do people fail at franchising commonly, if that's possible to answer? It is possible to answer, actually. The biggest couple, probably the two biggest things is one, a spouse invested in that franchise. The other spouse, for whatever reason, still had a job and had to move. So now they moved out of the area and now they're too far away from it and they can't uh, oversee it properly like it should be. Each franchise really wants you to be, for the most part, in the territory that you're running that business so you can go by and check on and do that. Uh, that's one of the main reasons, interestingly enough, that they have to move and they leave it behind. The other one is uh, they might turn that over to a family member to run or to operate. That family member might not have gone through that process of not only investigating the franchise, but the franchise itself didn't investigate that person to see that they'd be a good fit for their franchise. So when a, when you turn it over to a family member, like, you know, mom or dad, uh, you know, invest in that franchise, turns it over to one of the kids to run, steps back, kids don't care too much about it or just think it's just a fun thing. Those are actually the two main things that I find when I'm looking into and asking the franchises, why are there failures in there? Those are the two main reasons. Uh, the, the third one, kind of lower end on that, is health reasons. Sometimes people, something happens, they get sick, and they can't do it. In which case, the franchise, in all those cases, the franchise will put it up for sale, and we have a lot of resale franchises uh, as well that are available out there. Yeah, interesting. All right, so kind of walk me through the process. If if, if I came to you and I said, hey, Greg, I'm actually I'm going to be stepping away for whatever reason from my engineering career over at XYZ Company, and I'm really considering franchising. What does that process look like of me trying to figure out and you trying to help me determine out of the world of thousands of franchises, millions, which one is right? I got you. So basically there's about 4,000 different franchises Mm -hmm. out there uh, in the United States. So we work with about 300 of them. Okay. So in our in our consulting organization, uh, one of the main questions people ask is how we get paid. Everybody wants to know that. So we have agreements with the franchises that if you invest in one of the franchises we introduce you to, they pay us a referral fee. So there's never any charge to my clients for our services. The first step in the process is basically just we just get on the phone together and we start getting to know each other. So at that point in time, what I need uh, from my clients is basically to ask as many questions as they can about me and about franchising, whatever questions they have about that. I want to get them comfortable with me getting to know me. I send them background information on myself. I really want them to go through there and check me out thoroughly and make certain that they're comfortable working with me. From my standpoint, I'm going to be looking at, and the first call is probably 15, 20 minutes, not too long, just kind of get to know each other. I'm going to be getting to know 
what are their expectations? What do they see a franchise doing for them? So I want to make certain that they've got some pretty realistic expectations. Uh, you know, they're not going to be a millionaire in the year one. You know, that's your expectation. Probably not going to happen. Uh, it's definitely not going to happen. Uh, so that's the first phone call. Just kind of get to know each other. Uh, make sure we're compatible. Make sure that you, at that point in time, at least trust me and know me as much as you can, that you're comfortable moving on to the next step. So at that point in time, I would send them out a questionnaire to fill out, give, send them my due diligence process, what we're going to go through to find a franchise. Uh, and then we'll get on the phone, call again, on the phone again, and we'll go sit down for about a half an hour, hour or so. And basically what we do is we just talk about you, my candidate, my client. Find out where have you been, where are you at now, and where do you want to be five to ten years from now. So I'm looking at what, what you bring to the table on there. You know, what's your background, what experience do you have? Because each one of those franchises is going to have certain expectations for uh, the franchises we introduce them to, the potential franchisees uh, we introduce them to. So I want to see what kind of background they have so that at that point in time, after I gather that information, go through the questionnaire, ask a few more questions. We have a matrix of business types we take you through to kind of get you feel for what kind of businesses you may be interested in. I'm gathering up as much information as I can about the candidates so that I can find out, okay, which franchise would they feel good about? Could they picture themselves doing? So I already know who the franchise or, or the franchise is looking for in potential candidate. Now I just need to find out what type of a franchise would this candidate be interested in? And then what I do after that call is I do the matchup, come back with maybe five or 10 different opportunities for my candidate, present those to them. So that'll be our next call, our third calls. We'll go through the different uh, franchises that I picked out for them, letting them know why I picked out each one, where I see it fitting into their goals, their criteria. And then at that point in time, then I will walk them through and stay with them through the entire investigation process of we'll maybe pick out two franchises to investigate and we'll go through the entire process of investigating that franchise. Generally, four, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks for the entire process to go through, just depending on how fast or slow my candidate may want to go, all the way through to where you, they go out and they meet the, the franchise's team in person. At that point in time, then they go back home and they make a decision on whether or not they want to invest in that franchise. Nice. Well, that certainly makes sense. Is there a way, or, or I mean, I, I, I like to think about our most important resources as, as time, attention, and money. So some of these franchises are going to be a lot more expensive. Some of them, the opportunities are going to be way more time intensive of me actually being on site doing. How, 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 how do you think about that or, or kind of communicate that? So basically we're going to go with two different, two different businesses business models of, of franchises or any business in here in the United States. One of them is the brick and mortar. So your restaurants that you see out there, your McDonald's, your Burger King, Supercuts, Great Clips, brick and mortar type franchise. You build it and they will come is a general theme. That's going to be your big investment. You've got that building. You've got that prime real estate location. You're probably looking at $250,000 total investment on up from there and it can go up to wherever on that one. Your second group, group then, group number two, will be your services industry uh, franchises. So services industry franchises was where you need maybe a small office or you work from home. Uh, working from home doesn't mean your clients are coming to your home. It means you're going out and visiting with your 
clients. For those, you're looking at 100,000, 150,000 uh, total investment, thereabouts. Uh, services industry is a little bit different. Your clients don't necessarily know you exist until they need you. So that's what we're looking for, a great franchise system that's going to put you out in front of people when the need arises. So whether it be tutoring services, uh, senior care services, restoration services, remodeling kitchens, bathrooms, pest control, you want a great franchise system that's going to put your name out there when people look for you, maybe have a call center that's going to schedule appointments for you. So those are the two uh, as far as investment levels that you're going to be looking at. As far as time concerns, you'll be looking at three different types there. One is almost completely absentee. Uh, there's a few of them out there, not a whole lot to do that. They will find people to manage the place for you. Uh, you've got your semi-absentee. So your semi-absentee is going to be 15 to 20 hours a week on average for you, depending on your management skill and style. That's where you're looking at managing the manager and managing the profit and loss statements. That will be your role. And then there'll be obviously the full-time ones where you step into it and you run it yourself. Now, each franchise is going to be different. So some will allow you to be absentee, semi-absentee. Uh, obviously, everyone will allow you to be full-time if you want to, to do it. Uh, but that's basically what it's broken down into. And it just comes down to what it is you're looking to accomplish and what you're looking to do. I love it. That certainly does make sense. And I think, it, you know, I think sometimes when people hear that, they say, well, I definitely want to be totally absent. But at the same time, I think that if somebody perhaps like you, Greg, you were used to going and showing up at a place, you know, for, you know, five days a week for, for however many hours and that, you know, that's not good or bad. So really knowing yourself and what you want is probably a really important part of this. You're exactly right, George. And that's a big, big thing uh, when I when I talk to people is that, you know, you like that where you step out of your house and you go somewhere and you want to be there, put in whatever hours, then leave it behind like that. So you're absolutely right, George. That's definitely something that we go over with our candidates and find out from them uh, what it is they're looking to do, because working from home can be a can be a challenge sometimes. Yeah, it's you know, it's not good or bad. It just it just is what it is. So love it. Well, Greg. Yeah. The people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? So what we do basically is we just save you time and money. A lot of franchises out there, 4,000 of them, you've got to go through and figure out which one's a good fit for you, whether or not they have territory available in your area, what the investment level is. That's a lot of work on your part. Uh, come to us. Uh, come to any franchise consultant, not necessarily me. Uh, go through and interview a few franchise consultants until you find the right one for you. But we're going to save you that time as well. Also money, uh, surprisingly enough. Uh, one thing we didn't go over is that we do have franchise attorneys that are going to look over your franchise agreements. There was one instance where the franchise agreement was a little bit off. And I managed to save one of my clients $15,000 on his uh, franchise investment there for the territory. So we can. We'll save you time. We'll save you money. And we don't charge anything. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets a come on. Come on. Greg, thank thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can they engage with you? Go to FranchiseMaven.com. That's my website. That's Franchise, M-A-V as in Victor, E-N.com. Greg at FranchiseMaven.com. Or just pick up the phone and give me a call. 361-772-6402. Love it. 
Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Greg your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to FranchiseMaven.com and shoot Greg an email, greg at FranchiseMaven.com or just give him a call and find out if franchising is a good opportunity for you. Thanks again, Greg. George, I appreciate it. Have a great day. You as well. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together.